The purpose of Lent is to get ready for the Triduum. Lent is meant to sharpen our spiritual senses. The Easter Triduum, starting on Holy Thursday, helps us enter into the Paschal mystery of Jesus in the deepest way that the church does liturgically each year. So we have Holy Thursday, which starts on Thursday evening, Good Friday, where we celebrate the Lord's Passion, and then we have Holy Saturday, where we remember the silence of him being in the grave, and then that later that evening, the Easter Vigil Mass, which is our greatest celebration um, in the church of Jesus' resurrection and his conquering of sin and death. And so as a, as a church, we use Lent, or the church gives us Lent, I should say, as an opportunity to sharpen our spiritual senses, to get ready for these great mysteries. And so we go with Jesus into the desert to enter deeper into reality. And we don't want to take reality for granted. We want to really understand what Christ has done for us. You know, um, we, want, we want to make sure that just like when we haven't eaten for a while, food tastes a lot better. We go into this season, we go into the desert with Jesus so that these spiritual realities resonate much deeper and we're able to really receive more grace uh, as we enter into these spiritual realities. And so we enter into the desert in a mystical way with Jesus so that we can really fully experience the joy that Jesus wants us to experience um, both throughout this season in the desert with him, but ultimately in his own paschal mystery and being united with him in his passion, death, and resurrection. And so we go with those before us who have gone into the desert and we remember in the history of God's people that the desert is a place of purification and it's a place where the Israelite people, after they had been liberated by God uh, from the slavery of Pharaoh, they were only supposed to spend a very short amount of time in the desert, but they ended up spending 40 years where they were kind of purified and they were made ready to enter into the Holy Land, um, the, the land flowing with milk and honey that God had given them, the promised land. And we remember the prophet Elijah, uh, who spent a great deal of his time in the desert preparing for his mission, uh, which was the people of God had fallen away during his time. God had called him, Elijah, to, to be a prophet and a mouthpiece to speak on God's behalf and to bring the people of God back to God and proper worship and take them away from the harmful idolatry which they had fallen into. And so Elijah went into the desert for, for what seems to be a, at least a few years during a time of drought where he allows God to purify him. And, um, and eventually Elijah also has an encounter with God that the desert prepares him for, where he meets God in the silence, we remember, in that beautiful story. And we remember John the Baptist as well, as he and his time in the desert. John probably spent most of his life in the desert, we're not positive, 
but it seems as though he was he was part of a group of Jewish people called the Essenes, one of the major Jewish sects, and those people lived in the desert, and and John probably lived in the desert with this community and maybe spent some time by himself as he was preparing for his mission and being purified for his mission to, uh, to be ready to see the Messiah, to point him out, and to get other people ready to receive the Messiah. And so there's a sense, a spiritual sensitivity that's cultivated in John in the desert. And so we enter with all of these great figures who came before us into the desert to be purified, but ultimately we unite our hearts with Jesus who spends his time in the desert preparing for his public ministry. Remember, Jesus goes into the desert immediately following his baptism, where God the Father affirms his identity. You are my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Those are good words to remember for us during Lent. You are my beloved son, you are my beloved daughter with whom I am well pleased. And then Satan, in the desert, tries to tempt Jesus and 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 tries to move him away from that identity with his different temptations. And, and um, immediately following Jesus' time in the desert, his 40 days and 40 nights, he is ready for his public ministry. And we, we, can, we, we might consider the, the things that Jesus prayed about and thought about as he was in the desert and in that time of, uh, of, of growing and, and, and um, kind of his preparation for his public ministry. He's also thinking a lot about his passion, I'm sure. He was thinking a lot about that which was ahead of him. And so the, the reason that, that the desert is a powerful spiritual place to go to and that Lent is, is meant to be a time where we enter with Jesus in the desert is because the desert is very conducive to growth with God. Deserts are empty and lonely places. They are places where silence is 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 constant and so we have a lot of time when we're in the desert to really encounter ourselves and encounter god and what i mean by encountering ourselves is we as moderns um, we have technology basically on us at all times we have noise and sound perpetually throughout the day, beginning with when we wake up and going to the evenings and even just when we lay our head down to sleep, we have all of these noises and, and, and this, these various forms of stimulation, right? And so a lot of times what happens is we become alienated as moderns to ourselves. We don't know what our actual desires are, the things that we crave the most. We don't we don't think about our lives and reflect on on how we're living or who we are, who God is. And and so what happens is we can start to become alienated from ourselves, which is which is a very painful thing. And we become unaware of our own needs and our own desires, the things that, that we actually need at the deepest level. And we're we're so fixed with superficial things and we have those things um, that feed us throughout the day that the deeper needs sometimes go unmet. So the, the desert is a place that is quiet, it is silent, 
It is a place to encounter God and to encounter ourselves. And the desert is also a place that is very large. And in this way, it's, it's very humbling. Um, we, we see that we are a part of something much bigger than ourselves. We are not the center of the universe. Our lives are not about ourselves. We are very gifted to be a part of this larger thing. Um, you know, if, if you go out into the desert at night, um, for, for those who have, who have been in the desert, maybe out west in the United States, the desert, it's, it's unbelievable at night how many stars um, are visible. And, and the beauty of the clarity that, that we are a part of something much larger than ourselves. The desert is also a place that's very scarce, where food and water are tremendously difficult to come upon. And so in the desert, um, we start to build a gratitude and appreciation for food and water. We also start to have a sensitivity um, to to food and water. Uh, food tastes much better. Water is much more refreshing. Um, we look at those things in different ways than we would normally, you know, in city life, um, where where those things are. We have an overabundance of those things, and 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 uh, we're constantly able to uh, satisfy any type of need that we have bodily. But in a spiritual way. Um, the, the, the desert makes us aware and sensitive of a lot of things that we might miss in, if, in our normal lives in the city, so to speak. And, and I use the word the city because the city is always kind of compared in opposition to the desert. It's the place uh, of civilization. It's kind of our normal lives. So Lent is a time where we enter into the desert. It's a place where we're purified. And so we take away a lot of things in our lives that aren't necessarily bad, but maybe some of them are. And we take away those things in order to be more sensitive to the good and, and be more sensitive and, and grow in our um, capacity to uh, receive the mysteries that God wants to reveal to us about ourselves, about him. And so I just want to just leave us with just a couple practical points on the three things that help us go into the desert during Lent. The three things that help us in the desert, as the church gives us, are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Prayer, um, and I'll just say a few, few words about each of these. Um, I think all of us, probably at this point, at least the, the large majority of us, would find a great help during this time of Lent by cutting down some form of technology. Um, I think if the, if the early church fathers and a lot of the saints that went before us had the technological um, advancements that we live with now in modernity, they would probably highly recommend that Lent be a time where we start to cut a lot of those things down. And, um, and, and allow for an environment of silence where we're able to hear God. Because silence is the primary language of God. And so maybe cutting down on certain aspects of our technological use, maybe we don't look at our phones past 5 o'clock, 
Maybe we don't answer emails past five o'clock or past the workday, whenever our workday ends. Maybe we turn off notifications on our phone during this time of Lent. Um, something that maybe can cut down on our technological use and produce more of an environment where God is able to speak to us and we're able to hear him and connect with him and connect with ourselves. And God does not instantly gratify us. God is not all about instant gratification. Um, and so we, we don't want to be addicted to instant gratification, which technology has a way of, of doing. And these devices and social media is, of course, are engineered in a way that, that makes us addicted to them. And so some way of cutting down on that. Daily Mass, that's a way that people increase their prayer a lot of times during Lent. To receive the Eucharist every day or at least a couple days a week is so important and beautiful for the spiritual life. Um, we really should be praying about 30 minutes every day, um, no matter what, as human beings in the modern world, if we want to stay connected with God. Um, maybe we don't, we don't fully practice that. Well, maybe this Lent is a, is a time to do that five days a week and, uh, and start practicing that, or maybe every day. Fasting. Fasting um, and giving up something and offering it to God is a beautiful way that we can give to God and that God wants to fill us up with his blessings. So not just fasting for our own sake and our own discipline, although those things are important, but fasting as an offering to God. So maybe, you know, fasting from bad things, things that are harmful for us, we, we should always probably try to do. And that's good to do during Lent. But also to fast from things that are even not bad for us, um, just things that we enjoy. Um, and to offer those to God uh, during this time of Lent. So that, to me, an image for that is just the little child who just gives, uh, the second grader who gives a painting to their mom or dad. And they're not a great artist, they're, they're a second grader, but it's a really beautiful, um, beautiful gift for mom. When mom receives that little painting, um, it warms her heart because it was an act of love from the child. So that's, that's fasting. And then almsgiving. Um, some people are naturally generous. A lot of people struggle to be generous and to give. Um, it, it, financially, and so with money, there's different ways to give, of course. We can give our time, we can give our, our, our money. Um, but giving wealth to the point that it hurts, I think, is a, is a pretty good practice during Lent. That's kind of how you know you've hit a good number. We're always supposed to uh, regularly give to the church and to the poor. 10% in tithing is, is, is kind of a classic um, amount that God has has set out throughout the scriptures um, as a way to give, but just in some way to give um, in some way that it, that, it, that it does hurt us a little bit during Lent is, is a good way to give alms and to, to give to the poor, to give to the church. And so as we enter this time in the desert with Jesus, um, this is a season of grace and God really wants to bless us. Lord Jesus, help us to enter into the desert with you and for our hearts to be with your heart as, as, as you are with us during this Lenten time, this season of grace. Help us to really receive a lot of grace, Lord Jesus. Help this to be the best Lent that we've ever had. 
help us to find ourselves more united with you by the end of Lent and just um, in the emptiness and the deprivation of this season, help us to experience a fullness of joy. Amen.